back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. What is Matt Mosley? Matt Mosley Show. And boy, do we have a guest for you from the East Coast. It's 423 where he is. It is uh, Dave Campo, former head coach for the Dallas Cowboys. Um, man, was that those Super Bowl teams, secondary coach, then the defensive coordinator. What a what a time that was, and even back to his time at Miami. Coach Campo, I've been very excited. I saw you tweeting earlier today about Mike Zimmer, and I thought, my gosh, I got to see what Dave's up to. Um, how are you, sir? I'm good, Matt. Uh, it's been a while, but uh, yeah, I'm doing great. How about yourself? We're doing fine. I mean, uh, you know, why don't you come on back? Jerry and Steven and everybody would love to see you. You and Zim, hook up. Let's just get this let's get this thing going again. What do you think? Well, let me tell it let me put it this way. I'm doing some radio and TV stuff here in Jacksonville, Florida, and it's better for my heart and my stomach uh, <laughs> doing this, staying close without having to cope. <laughs> well, I mean, I to see Zimmer at age 67, a little bit younger than you, not that much, to get back in, you know, we know what he's been through, some family stuff and just some some tragedy, but, man, he's a coach, and that's what you guys do. I mean, it, it's hard not to be involved. And even, like you say, you're doing media, you're still involved. What did um, – what, what, to see Mike Zimmer go back there where you guys spent so much time together – um, what was, was that kind of exciting for you to, uh, to hear about, to see him, you know, back in after being out for a little bit, I guess he served as a consultant a little bit at the coll- at the collegiate level. But, uh, what did you think when you heard that Zim's name was in the running to be the Cowboys defensive coordinator? Well, I think it made a little sense because, you know, one of the things that, that obviously the Cowboys are trying to get back to is the Super Bowl. And, you know, Mike has experience there. Uh, obviously, uh, he was there. I, I brought him into the league uh, when I when uh, Barry came on. I got him uh, the assistant secondary job. And then when he got the – when I got the coordinator's job, we named him secondary coach. And then when I got the head coaching job, he became the coordinator. So it's exciting for me from that standpoint because Mike and I go way back to Weber State in 1980 and 81 where he was on my staff when I was a coordinator at Weber. So, you know, the guy's an excellent football coach. And, you know, I think just the ability for the head coach to concentrate on that side of the ball, Zim will will do everything he can to get it right on defense. and, And he's been able to do that wherever he's been. What was it about DBs that you and Zim both love? Because I'm sure he learned a lot of that from you, but he's then gone on to be thought of as a real expert and great in that area. Was that go all the way back to Weber State? What is it about that particular, the back end of the defense? Uh, Because uh, both both you guys have been kind of known for that over the years. Well, you know, Mike was a linebacker coach originally. And, and at Weaver. And then when he ended up, you know, when I left and he and Mike Price left, went to Washington State, he became a coordinator. So he had 
he had a lot of experience on all three levels. I just think that the defensive backs, you know, they're a, they're a, a, a different breed. Uh, they're, they're dealing with those guys is, is fantastic because you get real close to those guys there. You, you have to deal with kind of a personality that uh, they're kind of like divas, like the receivers. So uh, I think just the, the idea that, especially in the NFL, the passing game is such a big deal that I think it gives him an advantage uh, in that area because, you know, the passing game is so uh, tough to deal with. When I came into the Cowboys, Jimmy made me a defensive assistant and kept uh, Dick Nolan as a secondary coach because of the intricacies of the, of the coverage stuff. And then one year later, I became the secondary coach and just knowing the back end is extremely important, but Zim has the, the ability to handle the front seven just by his personality. Yeah. And it, it, it is, a, you know, that you see Zim and you think of kind of that red faced, he'll get after you, but it does seem like uh, coach Campo that boys players kind of like with you, they end up swearing by him. Maybe not at the time they're having to be coached by him. Was he even back at, at when you're talking about, you know, back in the day when y'all hooked up 1980, was he always that fiery, that kind of, I mean, he does have sort of an old school look and mentality about him. And I'm sure he's had to adapt over the years, but that's, that's what always has kind of stood out to Mike about me, you know, when I think about him. Well, th- there's no question. Uh, that he's, that is his uh, way. You know, he's been that way since Weber State. The one thing I loved about Mike Zimmer was that he was not a yes man. He w- had his own opinion about everything. He made it known. He was transparent. But when it was all said and done, when, when I, for example, when I was the secondary coach and the coordinator, when I said, hey, Mike, this is the way we're doing it. That's the way we did it. And, and so I loved him because he, not only he was not a yes man, but he had great ideas. The guy's a smart football coach, but he's tough. And I think the reason that players would say good things about him is that he was transparent. They knew exactly what they stood and what he stood for. Uh, and, but at the end of the day, he would hug their necks at the end of the day. And that's really what both of us have kind of come uh, with our careers about. And uh, I, I think Zim was a, is a little bit uh, tougher than I am, but he is he's a very good uh, player relationship coach because he tells people what he wants and people see results from it. Dave Campo, former Cowboys head coach on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Cam, go ahead. Yeah, Coach, and I just wanted to ask kind of on your last point that you made there of, you know, everyone knows it's no secret that that Zim's a tough coach and maybe sworn at before he's sworn by uh, by some of his players. <laughs> and, you know, the game is, has obviously changed over the years, and yet Zim c- keeps having these high-profile jobs. So do you think he has adjusted to that or is it kind of the same old style he was when you guys were at Weber and then with the Cowboys in the decades in between? 
Well, I, knowing Zim, I don't think he's changed all that much, but I think he is smart enough to realize that, uh, you know, every player is different. You know, how you deal with every player, uh, different personalities. Uh, I think the one thing that he will bring forth, though, is I think I said this uh, on, a, on, a, uh, on Twitter or whatever. You know, Zim is looking for lions and not the ones that are in the zoo that get fed every day, but the ones that live in the jungle. And he makes that very clear. Those guys that have those lions that have to wake up every day and hunt. And that's what he's looking for. As long as he makes that clear to the players and they see some results from the way things are being done, then the respect factor kicks in. And then it's about uh, if the players are worth the salt, they're going to want to win. And, and that's what Sim is all about. It sounds like you're describing Micah Parsons thinks of himself as a lion, and he like he'll show up in lion costumes every once out. in a while. <laughs> yeah, at, at, after games and that kind of thing. When you think of players like Parsons, and then you think of Diggs and Deron Bland, like how how different will Zim's defense look than maybe Dan Quinn's? Obviously, he'll try to build on a lot of those successful things, but you know Zim's. You know, you know his, his the way he leans on a lot of different things. What what do you think would be the most noticeable changes, or what will be the Zimmer imprint on this Cowboys defense? Well, to be honest with you, no one will be on the field if they're not uh, bought into what's going on. I can promise you that. You know, he'll he'll play a second string guy before he allows uh, people to to not. He's going to lay out his plan, and if you don't buy in, you got a problem. Now, the the thing that gives him the advantage, though, Matt, is he's got he's got some street cred. You know, if you look at his defenses over the years, and you look at the guys that he's coached and that he's that have gone to the Pro Bowl and been successful, uh, he's going to have he's going to have a respect factor right off the bat. Now, that doesn't mean that he's, he might not lose it if he doesn't do things the right way. But I really think that today's athlete is a little different because of all of us. I consider myself a media guy now. So with the media and, and all the, the hoopla and everything, is the players are a little bit different. But Zim is smart enough to tell the guys why as opposed to just you know hammering them and telling them to run through the wall. That's what happened years ago, but that doesn't happen today. But Zim is smart enough to do that. But I think the street cred alone will give him an opportunity to put his stamp on it. And looking back at, you know, all the stops you you guys have had together, you went over that earlier in the years and years that you guys were on the same coaching staffs. Was there any story early on that you can that you could tell us on the air anyway uh, about Zim that you thought – yeah, th- this guy is, is in it for the long haul. He, he's going to be doing this for a long time. Well, uh, first of all, what I said earlier about the yes man, uh, I knew he had a future for sure. sure. And, and that's why I brought him in. You know, that's why I asked Barry, uh, you know, we need this guy. He can help us win. And he certainly did. But I can tell you a quick story. We're in the 95 Super Bowl year. We're out in Phoenix. And I'm in the press box. That was my coordinator year in the Super Bowls. And, and Mike was on the sideline uh, on the headphones. 
And, you know, he was signaling the secondary stuff and all that. Well, you know, you, you know, that was a tough ball game. I mean, it was, you know, we, we was kind of struggling defensively after they uh, kicked the field goal and then get the on or excuse me, scored on a drive and then kicked the field goal. And we were right back out there. So Larry Brown intercepts the ball and runs the ball down to the, the whatever it was, the 10 or the five or whatever Emmett pumps, pumps it in. And then we got to stop. And now there's very little time left in the game. I'm, I don't even know the exact time, Matt, but probably a minute and a half. Whatever. Mm-hmm. We're going to win the game. So I said to Zim, Zim, I'm getting off the phone. I'm coming down because I wanted to enjoy the festivities. He cussed me out. He said, this game's <laughs> not over. You know, this is, you know, uh, don't you come down and this and that. When I came down, he and I hardly ever spoke to each other for about a half an hour after the game was over because I wasn't in the locker room when all the festivities were going on. So, Mike, you know, Mike's going to fight to the end. That's the thing that sticks out to me that makes him the, the, the guy he is. And I think his players, that's why I think that, you know, you can still be a little old school and still get it done because of, of who he is. I apologize, yeah. Matt. I just want, I would love to have a follow-up on that one, Dave, because obviously you, you keep up with the NFL these days as someone is a member of the media. Do you think – the Cowboys could use a little bit of that right now, that 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 fire and that fight till the end kind of attitude. Well, let me uh, let me just say this. You know, I'm not in the locker. I wasn't in the locker room. Sure. In fact, I wasn't even in Dallas. But you know, I certainly watched a lot of a lot of film on the Cowboys, and uh, and, and I know Dan Quinn. I love Dan Quinn. He's a great guy. He's smart. You know, uh, his schemes were pretty good. Uh, I think that there were some reasons that they struggled this year that is going to have to be handled in the draft. But the one thing I know for sure is that uh, there won't be a time when the team doesn't show up. And usually when a team doesn't show up, it it goes back to the coaching staff a little bit that there might be a little bit too much buddy-buddy and not enough put your finger on what's going on and get it done. And, and, and believe me, I'm, I'm speaking a little out of, out of line because I really don't know Dan Quinn in that scenario. But I think they have a good coaching staff there with Harris and the guys that they've got there coaching assistant-wise that they're keeping. Uh, and, and to me, that they probably need a little bit. I don't see Mike uh, McCarthy as being a real you know, shouter or, uh, you know, I, I don't see him get real excited, but usually the play caller does it. That's it. Well, great points there. I, I kind of like, I kind of like thinking that that green Bay game, you watched that live and you may even watch some tape on it. That was, uh, that was embarrassing in a lot of respects because you had a young team, young quarterback. You should have had a lot of advantages in that game and they really didn't stay on the field with them coach. And, and, uh, and they need to address that, and uh, and they will. By the way, what did you think of uh, Jimmy finally getting into the Ring of Honor? I mean, yeah, I know you were you had to be proud for him and excited, but it was kind of funny, wasn't it, to see he and Jerry, you know, together in uh, those announcements and and almost kind of acting like, hey, nothing ever. We never had any disagreements. <laughs> I, 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 uh, for, well, for those of us who lived through some of that, and you had a better, yeah. you had a ringside view 
Um, that was kind of funny to see all that. <laughs> well, I was back there. I came back for it. And Jimmy is nice. not a guy that, you know, that uh, he, he's, he's not all uh, hugs and kisses, you know. And, you know, <laughs> I went back because of a tremendous amount of respect for him uh, and what we did at Miami and while he was there and what he did for me in my career. Uh, so, you know, I was there. And here's my feeling about that whole situation. When things went south, uh, you know, egos got involved on both sides. And Mm -hmm. it it stayed that way for a long time. But I've seen Jimmy after that, for example, at the Hall of Fame induction uh, in, in Canton. I was there as well when Jimmy went in and Jerry. And they were together at that time. You have to remember that they were very close friends in, in college. So I looked at the ring of honor when I was there as the way they were together as a, as a kind of finality or a culmination of something that, that neither one of them really wanted, but they just couldn't say it. You know what I mean? In other words, it, it was, it's kind of final now that they're together and they deserve to be together because it was both of them that did what they did with the Cowboys. It just wasn't just Jimmy, and it wasn't just Jerry. So uh, I was happy for both of them. I was proud of the fact that he got in, and it was well-deserved. Well, I tell you, it's so fun. Um, I reserve the right to follow up with you because that was a great conversation and uh, and I, I'm glad things are going well in Jacksonville. You've always had that eternally uh, youthful look about you. And uh, quite honestly, I, in fact, I saw your age. I'm like, there's no way he's that old. And uh, I think you uh, that's 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 great being in the media, doing all that. I'm glad you uh, have come over to the dark side. And I, I do think yeah. about those those Miami teams. I mean, there's nobody that will ever say they 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 coach bigger characters and, and again, all great, a lot of great players, but Michael and that whole gang, I mean, I, I, even Alonzo got some big job recently and I, and I, and I made me think back on all those players. Um, boy, Jesse, some of those guys, I mean, like those guys that came even a little afterwards, it's just, yeah, it, it's an amazing, it a, it's, <laughs> it's amazing. It was group. a great group. It was a great group. And you know, it was the whole thing. Uh, that's one of the reasons we were as successful as we were uh, when we got there. You know, a lot of people thought we didn't know our butt from the hole in the ground when we went one and 15. But uh, when, when that six guys came from Miami, we had coached NFL type players at university of Miami. So we knew we were going to get the job done. And, and there were characters. Uh, everybody used to call us the convicts, but in reality down there, we had guys on the edge but we really didn't have bad guys. In fact, 90% of the guys we had at Miami graduated. And I think that's a testament to Jimmy and the discipline factor and what we did in that area. So it was fun for sure. I'm trying to remember. So were you, were you still on that staff when they came to the cotton bowl that one year? No, was that, that was the year. <laughs> that was the first year we were in Dallas. I believe okay. that, I okay. think that was yeah. in 1989 or 90, one of okay. the other. Yeah, it was like 40, what was that game, 46 to 3 or something like that. Right. Yeah, that, that right. was, uh, that, but that was a lot of guys y'all recruited for sure. And uh, Absolutely. Well, I, I recruited Jesse Armstead. 
So oh my God! Never got the never got the coaching. Carter High. Yeah. 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 You got yeah. you got you know some of those Carter kids on his team you know ended up in the wrong direction. You got the good one right, right? Oh, yeah. and. Uh, and then, uh, by the way, our Baylor Bears got got one of those guys too. Uh, there were a couple of those guys that went on and had tremendous careers. But yeah, Jesse of that crew um, had the best career, and then went on the NFL. So uh, he was amazing. So you remember those Carter High School teams that Freddie James coached and all that? So you did you Believe actually get to go, go to some of those games? Yeah. Well, listen, I went in there to recruit Jesse, and there were literally forty coaches in there on the same day on, uh, you know, it, it, he was the number one recruit in the country. And it, it was, listen, they had, they had five or six guys that were good enough to play in the NFL. Some of them took the wrong road, as you said. Yeah. And Jesse was the one though, that when had the common sense, he hung with a lot of those guys, but he never took that final step to get involved with the with the real bad things. Yeah. Well, my my buddy was uh that, that in later years I got to know him, played at Baylor, Lachey Maston from that team and he ended up playing in the NFL. You probably remember that name. Right. And uh right. Absolutely. He, he he ended up becoming a Dallas cop after uh after all after playing in the NFL. So pr- pretty neat deal there. Coach, that was great. I'm so glad to get to catch up with you. And uh, we'll, we will be in touch, and I'll talk to you soon. All right. Hey, listen, uh, and, and go Cowboys. You know, I, I'm, I'm really a, a Jaguar fan as well, but uh, I, I'm a Cowboy. You know that, and I wish them for sure. Through and through, and the Jones family still love Dave Campo for sure. There he goes, Dave Campo on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas.